0: Recorded live.
1: Yes, folks, it is episode number eight of the wrestling debate for uh, Wednesday, June the 1st, 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the debate to begin. And of course, we got a great debate on the table tonight. However, usually we have our three man team of Mr. Madness, Miss Madness, and the Iceman. But tonight, you got two of the three members of the show the Iceman, Jerry DiDrolamo, of course, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lindodds. Miss Madness herself, 1724. 1724- caller ID number 139925-POUND, and you can join us right now to talk with us here for the next 45 minutes or so as we give you our ins and outs of the great debate in more ways than one. And tonight, however... We were supposed to have a great debate last week for lucky number seven. However, fortunately, one of us got detained at the last minute. So unfortunately, last week, there was no debate on the table. But this week, the debate is back up and running as you would expect, Howard. Boy, oh, boy, we're ready to have a spirited debate in more ways than one. And let us, as I said, introduce you to the panel. Of course, I am your host of the debate, Mr. Iceman himself, Jared E. D. Rolman, of course, the Black Widow herself, Miss, uh Michelle Lynn Dodds. Michelle, how are you tonight? I'm good. Yes, as am I. Of course, a lot going on in the sports world, as you would expect. Of course, tonight, the big game here, of course, as I mentioned earlier tonight, of course, on uh, the entertainment show, uh, Outside the Ropes is going on in Pittsburgh tonight. Game two of the Stanley Cup final between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the San Jose Sharks is just about to drop the puck here in a few minutes. So that being said, you can imagine it's going to be an action-packed night, to say the least in more ways than one. So tonight, we're going to get into a debate, however, and Michelle actually was the one who chose the debate, however, so we're going to let her take the floor and uh, discuss this with everyone tonight. So we will have uh, your opinion as well as our opinion here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to hear from you as well. So with that being said, let me turn it over to Michelle right now. Michelle, go right ahead.
0: Okay, I'm going to discuss a couple of things, actually. Um, I know a couple of things we have brought up and some things we haven't. uh, the aging South turn. Uh, yeah. like I said, everybody seems to be very uh pissed on under the collar, um because he went back to the club and turned on John Cena and it was John Cena's to ball and now everybody's all, you know, oh let's you know, we have to support John Cena but Cena, he gets attacked when he's, you know, trying to help and blah blah blah. Um I don't know what your thoughts and opinions are on this, honestly. Um, I I, mean, I do remember this and all that, but my thoughts on this is you can't please everybody. And one way or the other, or one week or the other, or one month, you know, one month go out of the year, you know, something's going to piss somebody off. So, you know, my thing is is that, you knew it was going to happen. You, 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 you know, all the fans should have known that it was coming. Um, yes. I take on the whole situation. You know, you see the club, you know, they, you know, back and forth, back and forth, or whatever. And then AJ all of a sudden, you know, simultaneously, you know, I'm going to look it up. Now, you know, there was more to it behind that. Then what was, you know, originally planned or whatever, um, you know, the fans didn't expect to cer they didn't expect a heel turn from AJ. They expected AJ to come in there and be the hero and take Roman out and, uh, you know, on and on and on, and, and he didn't. He, he didn't step up to the plate, uh, you know, I mean, he stepped up to the plate, but I think that, you know, AJ was basically shit on in that match between him and Roman um, but it was a good hardcore, hard salt match, um, yes. so I don't know what your, your opinions or, or thoughts on that are, but it's like you
1: can't please WWE fans, period. Right, right, exactly. Well, I said it before, you know, I even said it last night, of course, on, uh, the, uh, debate, how, or not, the most thing we visited, and I even said it on also, believe it or not, uh, the Revolution show. It was sort of like it reminded you almost in a way of the Bash at the Beach 1996. I mean, it was just so well done. How I mean, everyone thought, oh, John Cena's going to come out and be the hero, however, he's going to stand up for what he believes in. That's fine and dandy. And then, of course, who comes in? AJ Styles. AJ Styles comes in and confronts Cena, and it looked like it was going to be a uh, well. An interesting, unique moment, and of course, we all heard the debate between those two, how I said this is a moment that we were waiting to see for so long, and even Cena said the same thing, yeah, it's been a long time coming. But then who comes in? The Bullet Club, Anderson and Gallows, and they confronted uh, their uh, former so-called leader, if you will, AJ Styles, and told him, I mean, what are you doing, kissing his butt, or are you just making sure how are you going to kick his butt? Well, we thought that wasn't going to be the case, Howard, and we thought at one point they were going to take out Gallows and Anderson and it would be leading into a match. Well, as a result, however, A.J. suckered everyone in, and it did so well, however, and it turned out to be a 3-on-1 beatdown, needless to say, in more ways than one, and I'll tell you what, it was done really well, however, and I commend A.J., I commend the club, I commend the writers to at least for one night, however, doing the right thing, however, even though the rains didn't show it this week, and we'll talk about those in just a few minutes, too. Uh, They went back to the future in 1996, 20 years late, however, but they came out with something big, and as a result, they did something pretty phenomenal here by doing this.
0: You know, here's another point too, J.D., is that I think that these fans expect these wrestlers to stay on one level, you
1: -hmm. know, whether
0: you're the good guy or you're the bad guy. And the minute that you're the good guy and you turn bad, they're like, oh, shit. I don't know if it's that they don't want change or, you know, is it just that they want their favorites to stay one way or the other? Well, I mean, like, yeah, hell, no, I'm sure. But guess what? It's not cartoons. Uh, you you can't just you know put your input in of you know such and such stays this way and the other one goes this way. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's wrestling entertainment. They have a creative staff behind it that writes this for them. They don't always all stay one way or the other. It's you know it, it, it's good or bad or. Mm-hmm in between for some of them.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, it really, really is going to be interesting, like you said, Harv. But uh, I I still think it was just an amazing moment that they did the other night. I think it was well done. You had a good main event, obviously, with six people uh, out of seven competing in the Money in the Bank ladder match coming up in a few weeks, of course. Unfortunately, the writers and uh, everyone else, unfortunately, did not – Well, let's just say, take. uh, well, they took uh, an exception to this, even though they were going up against, obviously, some big things on Monday night. Of course, Game 7 of the Western Conference NBA Finals between Oklahoma City and Golden State, and, of course, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, As a result, once again, Raw tanked. It really tanked. And, of course, we thought it would be at least, somewhat improving since John Cena was making his big return for the first time in almost five months. Unfortunately, that was not the case. As a result, they as a result they sank to a 2-2. And uh, I got to say right now, I think more and more, WWE has got to be very, very worried at this point. However, I mean, this was a year ago. They were going two sixes and two sevens, but now it seems like they're going nowhere, nowhere quickly. And the Raw ratings are just really dropping off more and more.
0: Yeah, so um, another thing yes. that I uh, brought up and am really loving the idea of is a feud between Stephanie McMahon and Charlotte Flair. Yes, let's talk I about that. Is, I think this has great potential to make a great storyline. It may be short-lived or whatever, but after what Stephanie said to her on Raw, which was well put and well said, and Stephanie really stood her ground with her and basically told her you a waste of talent, and that's exactly what she is right now. She's a waste of talent because she wants to one, daddy has to do everything for her and with her. Two, now she's in Yes. You know, she, she needs her own to to, to sit on her own two feet and move forward. So I think that this would particularly um raised the roof, I guess. I don't know how you want to call it? It would bring. It would definitely bring the ratings up. It would definitely get more attention because you brought Shane McMahon back against Undertaker. So let's bring Stephanie now. Let's you know she's, you know, let's let's put her into the mix.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about the Divas. I mean, like you mentioned, obviously Charlotte, of course, being the champion right now, a lot of people think that we're going to see her maybe drop the belt possibly at Money in the Bank in a couple of weeks, maybe, depending on if that happens or not, or some people are saying even SummerSlam against Sasha Banks, if Sasha has been cleared to fight. I mean, there is some talk at the moment, how that they do might have Sasha compete at the Money in the Bank match. However, the question is... will? Or, will she be able to compete, number one? If not, will she be back in time for SummerSlam to challenge Charlotte for the championship? I think she will, but I think you're going to see definitely a Money in the Bank ladder match, I hope, with the Divas there in a couple weeks. We'll have to wait and see. Um, As far as Stephanie competing in Charlotte, however, I kind of um disagreeing with you on this one. I just think her getting in the ring involved with Charlotte is just not worth it. It really isn't. I mean, yes, she is a good wrestler, and yes, she's a great talker, but what was she when she was Divas Women's uh, Champion at one time when holding that woman's belt? She didn't do much with that. She hardly even defended the belt against anybody, and that's where WWE is hurting right now. I mean, yes, they have a lot of talent up there in that Divas division right now. We've mentioned the Soshas, the Pages, the Brooks, Dana Brooks, you've mentioned the Baileys, the Becky Lynch's of the world. I mean, if you're telling me that she's going to go in there and defend against those divas, however, if she defends basically takes the belt off of Charlotte, however, then I'm sorry. I totally disagree, because I think she's just going to be nothing more than holding the belt as a prop. She really is. She's going to be like the David Arquette of the WWE. All she's going to be out there is just for herself and herself only. That's the way I feel. But if she can uh, at least, uh, get I mean, she has done some good wrestling work in the past. Don't get me wrong. she has had some good matches at times in the past, including that one match with Nikki Bella at one point. But if she thinks she can go up against this new generation like Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Sasha and prove herself as a champion, I wish her good luck. That's all I want to say. I wish her luck because I don't think she has the charisma to handle it. As a businesswoman, yes. I think she's fantastic as a businesswoman. Sometimes she's a little out there with her screechy voice, however. But you know what? She has more business sense than she has wrestling sense, I think, in the ring, personally, if you ask me. I really do. Um, Another thing we're going to talk about, obviously, I mean, we just mentioned, obviously, is the ratings. Of course, we've talked about the last few weeks, of course, and we mentioned again how bad the ratings were this week, however. Um, Of course, because they were going up against uh, some competition, obviously, is how bad they continue to suffer. Um, we talked about one thing we are going to talk about. Obviously, is the big upcoming brand split extension, however, that's coming up next month. However, with SmackDown We're moving to Tuesday nights, however, live on USA and going up against TNA on Pop TV, and we'll talk about TNA here in a couple seconds too, because I know you want to talk about TNA, Michelle, especially after last night. Um, what do you think about WWE competing with TNA on Tuesday nights? Do you think that it's going to help them uh, get better range or do you think TNA will try to at least uh, put a dent into SmackDown?
0: All.
1: Right. I think he is
0: going to in for
1: Smackdown, yeah. I I hope so. I, I would hope so too because I mean I think personally, I mean, especially what SmackDown has done the last few weeks, uh, they've done one fives and one sixes on Thursday night. I mean, yes, again, they're going up against big competition. Of course, they're obviously going to be going up against the NBA Final Game 1 tomorrow night between Golden State and Cleveland, which they taped the show last night, of course, in Rockford, Illinois. And uh, by the way, a very interesting main event I'm sure you heard about, but if you didn't hear about it, it's going to be AJ Styles taking on Kofi Kingston in the main event tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, um it's going to be interesting to see in less than a month from now when they move over to, uh, like I said, Tuesday night in USA and compete with TNA. And speaking of TNA, however, uh, last night, however, I got to read the results earlier today. A pretty good match, of course. They got their slam anniversary show coming up a week from Sunday. However, uh, usually we say this on Friday nights for the Revolution show. But Michelle is our TNA guru, if you will. If you will, how I know she has a lot to say about TNA. So Michelle will turn it back to you again with TNA and. Uh, your thoughts about last night's show and some of the highlights and lowlights of last night
0: um let's see last night's show was pretty okay um everybody is a little pissed off about the hardy segment because said, excuse me because they said that it was um lame mm-hmm. whatever i don't know um i thought it was a little bit out there myself too but it was a typical hardy segment the way it's the way it only can be right now because I think Matt Hardy has lost his mind and he's fallen off his rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he puts his brother to the table after he signs the contract to go into slammiversary with him, which I knew he was gonna sign. Um, of course Revy, his wife, helped out um, distracting Jeff and uh hitting him in the face with a bowling ball and um ooh Basically knocking him off the ring, yeah. Um, so I thought that was a pretty shitty segment myself, but like I said, right now with the mind frame and everything that Matt Hardy is in, it makes it, it makes sense. It, You know, it makes sense that it doesn't make sense. And it pisses me off because I heard people saying that right now Matt Hardy looks like the uh, dried-up version of Seth Rollins, and I don't understand that and I'll get it. Um, because his dumbass was the one that dyed his, or made that one big blotch of his hair gray, mm. you know. Yeah. He looks like, uh, you know, what the hell is that dude's name from Back to the Future? The, Doc Brown. The, yeah. Um, let's see, EC3 was in charge last night. Dixie Carter had the night off. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, the segment of him and Mike Bennett, and Maria and making him referee and making him clean toilets and stuff like that was hilarious. Hmm. And he thought that he was going to have the night off. He was completely wrong about that. Um, and then the segment of Maria and Gail Kim, which they have been officially signed for anniversary for a match thanks to EC3.
1: That should be a good match, um, hopefully. Yeah,
0: um, of course, Bobby Lashley, Drew Galloway. They got to pick their own opponents last night. Um, I did not get to see who Bobby Lashley picked for Drew, but I know that Drew picked um, Bram for Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get to see who won that. Did I? Uh, I don't really remember. I have to go back to my notes and stuff and look at it. I didn't bring them with me. I forgot. I'm sorry.
1: What about um, Al Snow as the old man wrestling coach?
0: Um, I think Al Snow is talented. Yes. Um, I think that he belongs like on the written table part. Yeah. Um, I don't think his in ring ability is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really making himself look like a jackass.
1: Yeah. I'm looking right here. The one who it was, it was Drew Galloway taking on Abyss, Crazy Steve, and Rosemary in a handicap match. That's who it was. And speaking yeah, of... Yeah, I didn't we, see yeah, that. Yeah, and speaking of... And, speak, and we got also, apparently, two new guys that are going to be making their debut soon. The Tribunal, better known as Marcus Lewis and Sylvester LaForte, formerly of NXT. So it looks like they're trying to get their feet wet into the... Uh, TNA uh, roster. But speaking of TNA, let's talk about the McIntyre or Galloway-Lashley uh, matchup coming up uh, a week from Sunday, obviously. Uh, that'll be at anniversary. Do we see uh, possibly maybe Bobby Lashley taking back the TNA title? Or do you think McIntyre's going to hold on to it a little longer?
0: Um, I think McIntyre's going to hold on to it for a little bit longer. I think if they're smart, they'll let him keep it for a little bit longer. Um, not that I have anything against Lashley because I am you know, a fan of Lashley's, but right now the way that TNA is basically going down the shitter and uh, the receptive of the fans, like, you know, everybody loves him, but, you know, everybody loves Jeff Hardy, too, and uh, I think that they should make a three-way between Galloway, Lashley, and Jeff Hardy, but Matt and Jeff already signed, so that's not going to happen. So I think that the best thing right now is for – Drew, to at least hold on to until the next pay per view.
1: Yes. Well, speaking of uh, tragedy, however, uh, I talked about this with Chad earlier towards the end of uh, the uh, show tonight on the uh, Outside the Ropes, however, and we'll talk a little bit more in Gerard Scum. Probably mentioned maybe tonight on the Newswire. Jimmy Schnucker is in the news again. Apparently, now, according to reports, he will not stand trial for the homicide of Nancy Argentino, according to Judge. Kelly who today ruled that the Hall of Famer is not mentally competent to stand trial. Banch simply stated, according to reports, unfortunately, justice suffers when it's delayed. Uh, As a result, he will have to appear in court Mm -hmm. every six months for a review to determine whether his condition is improved. The judge has also ruled that he can move in with his son. Uh, Your thoughts about the new developments of Jimmy Schnucke there, Michelle? Um,
0: So I love Jimmy Schnucke.
1: I've always been a huge fan
0: of his and I love Tamina as well. Um I think this is a very sad, unfortunate situation and with his health and everything, um, has played a big factor into his memory. Um and I can fully see where he's not fit to stand trial. Um, just you know, reading a few articles and some of the responses that he had, it was just like, Whoa, wow, that's really not him. Um, so, I mean, it's very sad, it's very unfortunate, because he's a legend, and, um, you know, let sleeping dogs lie, I mean, this is from a long time ago, it's another thing that should have been addressed a long time ago, not freaking 20, 30 years later, kind of like the Hulk Hogan and Volker T thing, um, it should, you know, it should have been addressed at the, at the moment, at the time, um, I don't think you should dredge up, you know, old shit when it should have been done when it when it first happened, took place, whatever. I mean, you know, they dragged these they dragged this shit too much to the, to the mud and, you know, everything else. I mean, the Hulk Hogan story, the Jimmy Snipper story, Greg the Hammer Valentine, on and on and on. They just they they just you know, like destroyed them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really, like, you know, word of mouth. They just destroyed them.
1: Well, like I said, for a long time, this was the big story. I mean, a lot of people think that Snooker should have been found guilty and served jail time already, but of course he can't do that right now because, like you said, he is in very poor health. He's in very bad shape. I mean, the last time we saw him on TV, which was a few years ago, I remember, I think he came on at one time for a segment, or he was just backstage talking to, like I guess, one of the legends or one of the young guys. Uh, he looked horrible, no pun intended. He really did. And uh, Yeah. He's just, it's sad. It really is. I mean, this is a guy who back in the 70s and the 80s was like the biggest, I'd say, uh, one of the early high flyers of his time, if you will. At the time, of wrestling was strictly Matt Wrestling with guys like Bruno and, of course, other guys like Pedro Morales and standard Larry Hansen. I mean, sure, uh, some of these guys weren't uh, all high flyers, but Chinooka was the first true original high flyer. And Look what it's done since. I mean, his his brain's completely, no pun intended, messed up right now because uh, of all the bumps he took over the years. And, yeah,
0: uh, I just you know, just like I said, I think his health has played it. Definitely has played a huge factor into it as well. Um, you know, back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and then, you know, the string of them bringing up this stuff that happened twenty, thirty years ago. I'm sure has added to everything else and has brought up a lot in his head that it's hard for him to process. Oh, yeah. And they're putting too much on him to to process this of something that's thirty years ago when he's struggling with what he's struggling with now today.
1: Yeah. No question. No question. One thing I did want to discuss, how and I kinda of brought it up I think it was last night or a couple weeks ago on the show, how maybe you were on, maybe you mm-hmm. weren't. I said the WWE is doing way too many pay per views. I mean, it seems like I mean they still do the normal one a month thing. Sometimes we bring in two. Do you think WWE is kind of going out of balance with this? I mean, by that I mean, do you think there's way too many pay per views nowadays, and they should just start scaling back their pay per views? I know TNA's been doing that with their pay per views, but I mean, I know a lot of people said that the buy rates are still good here and there with the network. But if you're WWE, do you think they should start scaling back the pay per view? Um,
0: yes and no. Um, on the yes part. Um, it's, okay, on the yes part, this is what it depends upon, is the lineup of the yeah. pay-per-view.
1: Right.
0: Is it going to bring in ratings, yes or no?
1: Um
0: right. On the no part, um, for the love of God, give them a break. You know, that's what I think. Um yeah. You know, every month is a little bit ridiculous when they're on the road, you know, almost 360 something days a year. Yes. Um, you know, minus Rollins, who's like, okay, I've been out long enough. Let's go, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I think on the yes part, it really it, – it, the lineup plays a big factor into how much, uh, you know, viewer you're going to have for that pay-per-view. Right. And if you don't have a good, decent lineup and you don't have what the people want to see, they're not going to want to watch it. They're not going to want to, you know, continue to pay, you know, whatever. It's, not everybody has the WWE Network, you know. So some right. people are paying – you know, fifty, sixty bucks or whatever, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is insane. Yes, and uh, you're yeah. paying six, fifty, sixty dollars for something, and you nine times out of ten you don't see anybody on there you like. It's mm-hmm. it's all you know what everybody else is focused on Roman Reigns and you know stuff like that. Um, so I think in my it, it's a yes a yes and no answer for
1: me really. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I would agree. I mean, I think, I mean, I agree with you. It is yes and no, because, I mean, like I said, part of me wants to say yes, they ought to start scaling back, but at the same time, no, because at the same time, I think they got to realize, however, that uh, you want to sell the pay-per-view. I mean, you still have your main ones, obviously, your WrestleMania, your SummerSlam, your Survivor Series, your Royal Rumbles Net. Whereas sometimes you'll have like a special one if it's uh, really, again, it depends on the life, like you mentioned. I mean, if it's like, say, Elimination Chamber or possibly something like Battleground or Knight of Champions, I mean, that's fine, Danny. But at the same time, I think they ought to start maybe considering maybe, just maybe bringing back some of these older pay-per-views that used to have feeling like war games or uh, possibly Starrcade, but I don't think they'll ever do that. I mean, War Games would be great, I think. War Games would be exciting to see in the WWE. I mean, they've done Well, uh, he, oh, telling in a cell.
0: And here's another thing, too, J.D., that I thought of um, when we were talking last night. You know, they went through all this trouble to to start the WWE Network. Right. And so many people are going out there to pay that 10 bucks a month because, well, hell, it's cheaper, and, you know, you can watch a hell of a lot more stuff for just that one price a month.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But... What was my point? My brain just went completely crazy. Okay, crooked. don't worry
1: about it. It's all right. It's only Wednesday. It's Hump Day, as we like to say here, and it's only Wednesday, so don't uh, worry about it. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. So you know, you you go put a poll up on the WWE Network on every Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Yeah. Which match do you want to see tonight? Which are your favorite superstars? Who would you like? To, you know, give the fans a chance to vote.
1: Yeah. That's
0: my thing. Give them give them a chance to put their input in
1: and and give creative team a break. Right, and I think also if you're going to do like specials, I mean the specials are good, don't get me wrong. like Camp WWE, the Beast and the special, NXT specials, but even if there's one night however, out of the week, however, when you're not doing TV, not when you're doing a show, however, just like say for one night if you want to see the best of Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan, put on like a two or three hour block, however, of nothing but like promos or matches or moments, however, that yeah. you grew up watching and became yeah. a fan of, basically. That's what I think you ought to do. I mean, yes, it's nice to have all these video libraries like AWA, WCCW, ECW, TNA, TNN, ECW, AWA, WCCW, WCW, and all that, however. And even the older TV shows like Nitro, Raw, SmackDown, Thunder, all that too, however, I think you ought to take a look at that maybe and just do a two-hour, three-hour block like once a week.
0: Right. I mean, and another thing too is –
1: Oh my God! What's wrong with my brain tonight? Hmm.
0: I think it's bad. Um, oh, you know, you you do the Beast of the Beast of the East. You know, you do all these other certain pay per views and everything. These like little short end, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then you you put these bullshit matches in there, like Brock Lesnar against Cody Kingston. Come the hell on here! Who do you think is honestly going to win the damn match? <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. wasting your money yeah. on paying to see that shit. Exactly. You exactly. know who's going to win. Yeah. Why I mean, don't you you know like NXT makes it interesting at
1: least a little bit to some degree. Yep, no question. You know and uh I don't know no, you're right, you're right, I agree with you And speaking of NXT, one week from tonight Of course, don't forget ladies and gentlemen on the WWE Network You have NXT Revenge And of course, the big matchups, of course Are two of these matches that we do know That are, have been signed for the. There, excuse me, these three matches have been signed For the paper, and I'll tell you, these three matches are really Exciting to me on paper, and we'll talk about Them more on Raw Radio coming up this Monday However, uh, Shinzi Nakamura Taking on Austin Aries, I think that's going to be A tremendous match with those two, Nakamura Is a tremendous wrestler, of course, I've become a big fan of his since he beat Sami Zayn back in March. Aries, I've been a pretty good fan of his over the course of the last few months. Uh, another great match that I think is going to steal the show, obviously, is the women's match. It's going to be Asqua taking on Nia Jax. I think Asqua is going to absolutely brutalized Nia Jax but you never know and of course this matchup is the big one that everyone seems to be talking about more and more ladies and gentlemen it is going to be once again the battle of Samoa Joe Finn Balor if you will this time in the confines of the steel cage Michelle your thoughts about these three matches coming up next Wednesday um I hope
0: I remember that the damn thing comes on <laughs> uh
1: because
0: I sometimes forget about the NXT stuff um i I am looking forward to the Austin Aries match because I'm a huge fan of his. Like Laura, you know, he's great. I mean, we all know this. He's fantastic. Um, But I I want Austin Aries to win. The women's, uh, neither one of them really impressed me much. I I haven't really seen much of them either. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a good match. Um, And Finn Balor, I mean, you know, talk about true um, presence, uh, yes. yes. competitor, Samoa Joe as well. I mean, they always put on a hell of a show. Yes, they do. They always make a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see them get good ratings for that. And, I, you know, I'd like to see Finn Balor get his title back. But then again, you know, if they're pushing him to WWE, I don't know what the hell they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to see And of course another match I think that they may announce As early as they're they're doing the show Obviously now And this was taped two weeks ago I think that might be announced Coming up tonight And like I said They are doing it right now As we speak That will probably be announced Tonight obviously Is Chad Gable and Jason Jordan American Alpha Taking on the team of Dash and Dawson The Revival That should be a fantastic match Those four guys Have really had some great chemistry With each other the last few months And I believe they're going to Throw another match out there I'm not sure exactly What other match they've said However those are the matches I have heard so far uh, that could be very, very entertaining to watch uh, a week from tonight on the WWE Network uh, there in uh, Winter Park, Florida. I'm, well, space, I'm starting to space out now, too, but uh, I just remember now it's in Winter Park, Florida at the NXT Arena, and that will be very, very exciting. Alright, 1724 444 caller ID number 139925, and the number one hit on your phone, you can talk to us right now, this is episode 8 of the Wrestling Debate, ladies and gentlemen, of course, usually we have three members of the debate table tonight, however, we've got two of the three members, Miss Manish, Health the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and of course, the Iceman, your host of the debate, Jared D. Jerome, of course, our good friend, the phenomenal one, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, of course, King NWO, Captain Unicorn right now, is on his way into the studio here in just a little bit, however, for the Revolution show hopefully that'll be getting underway here in twenty minutes. The caller ID number is one three eight oh five five pound. And real quick just to give you a quick update on the hockey game right now between Pittsburgh and San Jose. Game two of that of course we mentioned earlier tonight on the outside the ropes uh, show it is nothing nothing right now, midway through the first period with nine minutes to go. So a very, yeah. very exciting first period of action as you would expect with these two teams, of course the other night of course Pittsburgh got off to a flying start at two nothing with two quick goals and then came back to Get a last excuse me last minute goal with two and a half minutes to go, Howard, to take the first game and lead the series one game to zero. The Sharks looking to hopefully take a bite out of the Pennsylvania and tie up that series before they go back to California this weekend for games three and four. Uh, that should be very, very interesting to see once they go out to California. In fact, tickets for those games, I understand, are just going crazy, almost as they're going crazy here in Pittsburgh. In fact, the hottest ticket, Michelle, this is going to blow your mind, is 150 175 however, for the cheapest seat up in the nosebleeds. And for center ice, I've heard it's anywhere between $500 and almost $750. It is absolutely Yeah, no, thank you. I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I, I read I can go down to the big screen right outside of the hockey room where they had 6,000 people there the night. 6,000 Monday night watching this game. And I imagine it's even more crowded there tonight, Heller, because it's such a nice night here. And like I said, I imagine on Saturday and Monday night when they get back out to California, of course, they'll be playing this Game 3 and 4 out there this weekend, Heller, and next early next week. Uh, it's going to be crazy. But yeah, tickets for those games I've heard out in California are going to be crazy. I heard the best seat out there in California. Is about someone said to me, I have a few friends live down that way. I think it was 100 bucks, $125, and then again, the cheapest seed I heard out there was almost a grand. So, go yeah, figure. No thank, that's, you. no, thank you. Exactly. I agree with you. So, uh, the Penguins, of course, trying to take a 2 0 lead while the Sharks are trying to tie up this series and go back to California with the new emphasis in life. Of course, the Penguins last week had a phenomenal. Uh, Come back, of course, to get to the final, their first final since 2009. Of course, the Sharks making their Stanley Cup debut in this postseason. They've had a really good postseason, to say the least. But uh, we'll be definitely keeping our eyes on that here tonight, here on the uh, debate table uh uh, roundtable, if you will, and also we're going to be talking a little bit more about it throughout the night, hopefully on Revolution. Of course, that will be getting underway here in about a half hour or so with Mr. WCW Chad Inshot, 138055-POUND. As we said, Gerard T. Smith is on his way into the news desk, or is still at the news desk right now, uh, pounding out some stories for us, and he will be back with us, hopefully here in just a little bit. <sighs> okay. Um, let's see. What else we've discussed? We've discussed NXT. We've talked TNA. We've talked... Uh, about Monday Night Show, obviously, which you brought up very good points there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh,
0: Randy, Randy Orton's wife is having a baby. Oh, congratulations. Um, that's depressing.
1: Yes. Congratulations. That's depressing for me. Yes. That's a tough one to swallow. We talked about him when he's coming back. We mentioned him. Uh, we talked about him quite a bit last night on the uh, Revolution uh, show. We said when we think he's going to come back. I still think he's going to come back at Money in the Bank. I just think it makes only fitting that he is lucky number seven and gets that number seven spot. Of course, uh, I understand you and, of course, our good friend and colleague, Heller Alvar Radio, who will be getting late here to the Revolution desk tonight of uh, as you would expect, of course, he has dates and birthdays in history, of course, the last few nights, of course. Uh, I'm talking about our good friend, John Gross, that he and, of course, our Black Widow have a little bet going on right now with each other, surprisingly, in the upcoming we title do. matchup between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So, uh you might want to stay tuned to that, folks, because it's promised to get interested. And I would imagine starting next week, they'll start announcing more matches because they've already got two matches listed right now. It looks like this is, I mean, obviously, this is the first match they're listing. The other two matches I could see maybe being announced, maybe, as I mentioned, the Divas matchup could be on Money in the Bank Lounge. I hope that comes to fruition and they make that happen. And the other match, I don't think it's going to happen until summertime. I kind of mentioned it last night, however, on the debate, or excuse me, on Wrestling Revisited as well as on Revolution, I think right now they're saving John Cena and AJ Styles for SummerSlam. I really do. I think for a while you're going to see John Cena team up either with the New Day or the Usos to take on AJ and the club, and then finally you're going to see John Cena and AJ one-on-one in August in Brooklyn at SummerSlam. And if you do, that is going to be truly, truly one hell of a fight with those two. Those two will tear down the building at the Barclays Center, I feel. They're They're just going to rip each other to shreds in that match. I agree uh, let's see what else could we discuss here we still got about 15 minutes to go um, of uh, course, I saw where Damien
0: Sandel, uh signed with TNA really
1: oh yes, there you go yes, a little break- well that's interesting breaking news by the Black Widow just informing us ladies and gentlemen that the artist formerly known as Damien Sandel, how are Mr. You're Welcome how are the leader of the Savior of the Masses has apparently signed with TNA hmm interesting Could we see him maybe make his debut at Slam Reverser in the next few weeks, depending on when his contract up, however, or are we going to have to wait maybe until later this summer? That is going to be very interesting. What have you heard about Cody Rhodes? Anything I know for a fact he's got a match? I know
0: Cody is in talks with Dixie Carter, but, you know, that really upsets me because Cody Rhodes belongs in WWE where his dad was and where his damn damn brother is. Yes. Uh, You know, that's all I've ever known. The Rhodes family-to-be is, you know, WWE. Um, Right. Yeah. But I know that he has been in talks with her. I don't know whether he signed or not, but I know that Damian Sandell did.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll definitely keep our eyes peeled for Cody, and we wish him nothing but the best of luck, obviously. Um, I'll tell you one thing I'm going to talk about, and this is one thing that kind of works me. I'm going to talk about the tag teams, obviously. I'm going to talk about the state of the WWE tag team division right now, and this is one thing that really just chaps my ass, no pun intended. I mean, you have the New Day, you have the villains you have these other teams, you have Breeze Ago, the Golden Truth, whatever, but some of these teams, I'm sorry, I mean, some of these teams right now that they are bringing into WWE or even Repackaging Are just Absolutely A waste of space Case in point The Shining Stars Of the Caribbean Primo and Epico I mean Okay Yes they were funny For a while As the bullfighters Los Matadores When they had the bull For a while Yes they were okay When they were on their own Before the bullfighting But now They're repackaging As the Shining Stars Of the Caribbean where have they been? Oh, let me think for a They've been in probably non-warm-up TV matches on Superstars or main event, or not even getting hardly any TV time. You saw them on Raw Monday night, and they only did one small vignette, and it only lasted less than thirty seconds. I mean, really? I mean, if you want to do something with these guys, do something right, or at least try to do something else with them. I mean, it's just the state of yeah, the tag division is a joke. Do
0: right with them. I, I, both of those have never earned my respect. Um, I mean, I respect them, yes. Because they're wrestlers, WWE, whatever. But their in ring ability is terrible. Their microphone ability, she's finally barely. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost respect for them after what they've done to Ro- Rosa Mendez, especially uh, Carlito.
1: Yes, um, yes, I agree. I they
0: just both a joke.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I, the one thing I, I do respect out of, out of their family tree, obviously, is their dad. Their dad, the great legendary Carlos Colon, he had some brutal, brutal battles back in the 80s and 90s with the great Abdul the Butcher. I mean, some of them were some of the most intense, bloody, very physical matches in Puerto Rico. But as far as the boys in general, uh, Primo and Epica, like I said, and Carlito, uh, Carlos's son, however... Uh, I don't respect any of them. I really don't. I mean, Primo and Epico think they just are uh, so funny with their new gimmick. However, the Shining Stars the Caribbean, it's not funny. And as far as Carlito goes, however, the whole Apple gimmick, that's just a slap in the face to Scott Hall's uh, toothpick gimmick, if you ask me. I mean, if Scott Hall was still wrestling today or even confronting Carlito now, both of them are in the same company here, I guarantee you Scott Hall would just do nothing but slap the taste out of that you-know-what's mouth, however, and just drop him like a bad habit. I mean, seriously. He really would, I feel. All right. Uh, just to give you a quick update again, ladies and gentlemen, on that hockey game, it is still nothing, nothing late in the first period with five and a half minutes to go, so we are almost at the end of the first period right now in Pittsburgh. However, with the Sharks and the Penguins, it's been a very good uh, first uh, so-far period uh, for both teams thus far. In fact, I have a few people who are at the game tonight. One of them actually... Uh, Flew back in a few days. He was a friend of my sister's and my brother-in-law's, of course, with his lovely wife. Of course, they're originally from California, of course. Uh, he grew up in Pittsburgh. Very good friend of my brother-in-law's and you know, my sister and me. Nice guy and all. And uh, his wife has never been, I believe, to our hockey arena, let alone the city of Pittsburgh. Well, never been to, yeah, never been to a hockey game in our new arena, however. Never been to a Stanley Cup playoff game. So uh, she's gained her first-hit experience tonight however, uh, with what – 18,000-plus fans are going to be, like, I'm sure, in that arena. And that place is rocking right now in more ways than one. So, again, just to let you know, with five minutes to go, it is nothing, nothing right now between the Sharks and the Penguins. Okay. Um, we got about ten more minutes to go before we call it a night here. Um, I'm trying to think what else could we bring to the table here tonight. I mean, like I said, uh we had so much to we've had so much to discuss tonight, of course. Next week, folks. However, uh, unless Gerard, it's going to be Gerard thinking of the moment. But next week, folks, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a moment I feel. Well, we kind of started talking about it a few weeks ago, but I'm going to talk <laughs> about this. However, next week with my group, however, federations that really made it big, growing up. However, when we were all kids and uh, young kids watching wrestling, however, and federations that should have stayed around and stuck around uh, even now. I mean, if they would have lasted now. Case in point, AWA, UWF Mid-South, WCCW, ECW, uh, stuff like that. And we're going to get everyone's spin and take on that next week because I want to hear what my panel has to say about some of these federations and, of course, the superstars that came out of these uh, groups, of course, and went on to bigger and better things. Case in point, like Nick Bockwinkle, uh, Steve, Doctor Def Williams, obviously uh, Cowboy Bill Watts, uh, Fritz Von Erich and Kerry Von Erich, those sort of things. And I want to make sure I have uh, my panel uh, bringing this up because, like I said, I mean, if unless uh, Gerard T Smith thinks of a moment as well, huh? and I'm letting him obviously have first dibs on this, but uh, if he can't think of them next week we're going to talk about the federations that should be around, so it should have been uh, that were around when we grew up that should be around or should they – I can't – I'm tongue-tied here. <laughs> Let me say it again. I'll got. i get it right this time. Okay, federations that we grew up watching as youngsters, should they be around now? Okay, at some point, like I said, AWA, WCCW, ECW, Mid-South, or do you think that they should stay fresh in our memories and our minds, however, as things we grew up watching and uh, – don't have a chance of survival whatsoever I mean basically companies that should have made it bigger however but never yeah companies that should have made it bigger but never got the chance to make it bigger because they fell into their own uh, troubles both inside and outside and that's going to be next week's debate vote right? and I want to make sure everyone's going to get their turn of saying this cause I have a lot to say about some of these federations that I grew up watching next week however and it's going to be interesting to hear what my panel has to say all right um I'm-
0: Monday
1: Nitro. What's
0: that? Monday Night
1: Nitro. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Monday Nitro, of course, a great uh, case in point memory. Yet, yeah, no question about it. Uh, AWA, uh, which they show now on e- uh, ESPN Classic. But I grew up watching AWA and, uh ESPN all the time. TBS Saturday Night, uh, the All American Wrestling Hour, obviously. Um, what's that? What's that?
0: Saturday night main
1: event. Saturday night's main event, yes, yes. Uh, mid, uh, like I said, uh, ECW and Sci-Fi and TNN. Um, of course, uh, the of course we mentioned the All American Wrestling Hour back in the early '80s. Uh, mid South Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Uh, a lot of those uh, territories, of course, back in the day. Of course, Stampede is another one that uh, unless you. Uh, Grew up in Canada like Gerard did. Uh, Of course, you grew up watching a lot of guys come out of Stampede, make it big in the major leagues, i.e. Bret Hart, the British Bulldog, uh, Lance Storm, a lot of other guys, of course, uh, came from that uh, neck of the woods. So uh, very, very interesting cesspool of talent and a lot of uh, great uh, federations. Had a lot of great legendary names, past and present. Of course, some of them with us still. To this day, uh, most of them unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, case in point, like Rick Rue, Kurt Henning, Mike Awesome, just lost a few. So we're definitely going to have a nice uh, debate about this next week. Here's a question for you. Sure.
0: Adam Cole.
1: Yes. Where is he now? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Let me let me pull up his info. Let me see if I can pull up his info for you, and I'll tell you where he is. Hold on a second. Let me look on that. I saw a Twitter from him, and I miss him. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard the name. That name is very, very familiar. Um,
0: he was TNA for a little while.
1: Yeah. Um. Let me see here, however. I think it's going to – I think, if I remember, let's see. I think he is in ROH, I want to say, at this That's point. That's what we, I thought, too. I'm thinking he's in Ring of Honor because – I know. Let's see here. Adam Cole news. However, Austin. Yeah, he works for Ring of Honor. I was right. Yes, he is. Oh, okay. I thought, that's what I thought too, but I wasn't for sure if he was still there or not. Yeah, I think he has. His, yeah, he has his own website, AdamColePro dot com. Believe it or mm-hmm. not. A Better like uh, known as Austin Jenkins. stands five foot eleven. I'm going to pull up his bio here. We can take a look at that. However, here in just a second, as I'm looking at the bio right now here on Wikipedia, I'll tell you. Some more information. I know he's coming up with a birthday in July. I think he'll be 27 this year, if I'm not mistaken. 27 or 28, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, hold on. He's a
0: badass.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen a little bit of his work on uh, TNA, uh, ROH. Yeah, here it is. Uh, he works for Ring of Honor. Austin Jenkins, born July 5, 1989. And uh, let's see, he is from, hold on a second, pay a minute. Uh, Rachel, it just it says he was born in Lancaster, so I'm guessing that's—I don't know if that's Lancaster, PA, he's referring to, or Lancaster. I'm guessing the UK. Yeah, UK. I was right. Lancaster in the UK. There you go. So uh, he, uh, of course, uh, let's see. Uh, what else can we say? Uh, better known as uh, the Evolution, Adam Cole. Uh, I think that's who we're referring to. There is, unless I'm looking at the wrong guy. But yeah, he no, is. The same thing. Oh, okay. It is okay. So there you go, uh, some uh, information on uh, Adam Cole, if you will. Right on. All right. Well, we got about five minutes to go, and uh, again, we will be on here in just a little bit, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. As you know, of course, coming up here in about mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes with Wrestling uh, Revisited, if you will, however, excuse me, not Wrestling Revisited, Revolution, if you will, sorry about that, folks.
0: You can get uh, your shows confused. <laughs> I know, I
1: know, I know. Uh, but I'm trying to get things fixed up. My computer is acting a little goofy again, too, so I'm trying to get things done here quickly by the same token. However, again, uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will be on here in just a little bit, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Michelle, if you can just uh, stay on after the show, I might have something to ask you real quick, however. Mind you, but uh, on that note, ladies and you know, gentlemen, we're going to take you out for the night. Of course, i uh, just getting prepared now as uh, I see two of our colleagues are walking in. Uh, one of them ready to take over the captain's chair here, and the other one getting ready to pile at the news desk. Of course, Michelle will be on with me here in just a little bit for Revolution 138055-POUND. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our shows on TalkShoe.com. Of course, the number is the same one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 724 Call ID number 139925 Of course, we will be back next week, ladies and gentlemen, with episode number nine, believe it or not. Yes, folks, we'll be with episode number nine, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. It should be a very, very interesting show. Of course, in a couple weeks, we'll be celebrating our 10th episode. But next week, folks, we promise to bring you more action at the debate table, of course, with Mr. Madness, Miss Madness, and the Iceman. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you out for the evening. We'll be back in just a little bit. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. You saw you're still are Mm-hmm. Mhm. All right, I can't sign out. So if you, if you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sign out. I'll take, I'll take care of it. I can do this, however, mind you. So why don't you hang up and then I'll just uh, sign out and everything like that. And I'll talk to you then in a few minutes on Revolution. Okay. All right. Bye.